Live here in Washington, D.C., home of your favorite and best creators. You are now tuned in to people that you don't know that you should know. I'm your host, Ty Westbrook, featuring my co-host, Murray Ann. And let's get going with today's show. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. If you know, you know. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Marianne, your favorite chief creative economy officer, and I am sitting here with Tyrone, the man with the mic. Hi, Ty. How you doing? How you doing, Marianne? I'm, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. That's good. Good. Looking, looking, looking a little cold. But I am a little cold. It is a DC weather. Let's just—I I don't want to digress massively, but I, I gotta say, I think Mother Nature is a little ticked. And in my opinion, I, I think that she has a right to be. But she is doing this back and forth. It's 60, it's 30, it's 2, it's snow, it's raining. Aha, you thought you knew what's happening? No, 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 no. Mama's going to come on in and do whatever she damn well pleases. I, I definitely agree. But we don't want to go on a tangent because, you know, we have someone great here. And, you know, we got to highlight her. This is true. So, should what you, I do what it? Are you t- what, are you, what are you telling me? Are you, are you telling me I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the wrong thing right now? Yes. Okay, good. Thank, thanks for checking me. No problem. All right, yeah, get it done. But look, we have to highlight the special young lady that we have here. I would love to introduce Miss Shanice. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. You know, it's another great day where we want to chat and speak to a wonderful creative that we have here in the city. Awesome. Tell us what's getting you up this morning. What's getting me up is, of course, being here with you both. Um, you're doing great work here promoting creatives in D.C., um, but also here to talk about what I'm doing in the community, which is Capital City Cooperative. It's a women's professional development organization. Um, we get together. We have a membership program, and we get together to work on our skills and um, improve one another through skill development. So tell us a little bit why about why you decided to develop this collective. What was it about your experience or where you were in your life that led you there? Yeah, I was looking for something like this, and I've been in a lot of women's organizations, whether it was a sorority or a junior league or, or different types of things, and they're all great, but they focus on different things, whether social, whether volunteer, and it seems like organizations, they'll do a little bit of development, but I couldn't find one that was solely focused on development that wasn't just single career focused. So I can go find a marketing group if I wanted to, but I wanted something that um, brought together multiple different backgrounds because there's so much we can learn from each other, even though we're not in the same industry. How's it been going? It's been going great. We officially launched in December, um, and then in January we launched our membership program. Um, we have two types of membership. One is for six months, one is for 12 months, and the reason why they're longer is because I want people to stay in the community and not fluctuate in and out and really have that strong group. So in addition to our membership, we also have community workshops that are open to the public so we can bring in the community, and also it's a way for people to experience our cooperative before they choose to join. So help me understand exactly what a development organization mm-hmm. is, right? Why, why does somebody uh, participate in something like that? What does it provide them that they may not be getting in other ways? Everybody that has come to the cooperative is looking for fulfillment, point blank. Everybody is either not satisfied in their job or they're in their job and they love their job, but they're not getting to that next level or they're so focused on their career that they've forgotten about community and about having people to support you and having someone outside of your workplace or your family to talk to about anything. So everybody that um, comes together, we've got two types of events that we do in our membership. 
One is called um, a forum. It's kind of like a think tank where we come together. Right now we're working on our quarter goals and we kind of say them out loud. So um, then we kind of have accountability partners. Um, and then we also have a monthly mixer where you get together, you talk about what projects you're working on. So um, at our last one a couple weeks ago, someone was saying how they're trying to get more into social media and she's a lawyer and we've got a social media manager and she's like, oh, let me help you. Let's sit and let's look at your um, Instagram and just having that um, collaborative environment has been really helpful to a lot of women. When you think about fulfillment, you know, your own personal fulfillment, you know, what is it that, uh, that really fulfills you the most? Being around people and, and being able to connect with people and connecting people with someone they might not have met otherwise. So I, I like to call myself somewhat of a connector. Um, I grew up in the military. I moved every four years. I'm really used to having to connect with people and find common ground where it might not be obvious. So I'm really good at that, meeting someone and say, oh, you know, you should meet this person and being really good at that. So from that, I decided to develop it a little bit more in creating an organization. So what, what was that like? Like when you uh, move that many times, you know, what, when you, like, what do you remember about all of the different places that you lived? Are, are there some places that stand out more than others? Virginia stands out more than others because I was there the longest, but I also remember a lot of places. I was actually born overseas in Germany and also lived in England. Don't really remember that that much because I moved over here when I was four or five to the States. Um, but just what you learn is that nothing is permanent. And when you go through life, people teach you things. And for me, I'm always the one leaving things behind. But I'll think about, oh, I learned this in Tampa, or oh, I had this type of friend group, and, and my parents did these type of activities there, but now we're in this place and they don't have that. So um, one of the things that I look back on is how when I was in Florida, I was um, working on piano and I really liked it, and then we went to Virginia, and not that they didn't have it, but it just wasn't as big of a focus as where we were previously. So you learn how to adapt and to meet people and, and not to hold on to things. Hmm. So I guess uh, with that being said, with all your experiences, you know, being able to, you know, travel in all those places, um, what were you able to gain through all those experiences and how were you able to bring it about um, in creating the organization that you have now? Being able to step in a conversation and connect with one person about one topic or move to the next person, I feel like I'm somewhat of a chameleon and be able to relate with a lot of different types of people. Um, I like digging and finding that one thing because everybody has at least something. Even someone that's completely opposite, you may have opposite personalities, not someone that you would get along with, um, and finding that common ground and kind of opening up that person to you or you to them, and it's exciting. In moving that much, how where do you feel your roots are? I feel them here in the DMV area. So I went to high school in Virginia. I went up and worked in Baltimore, um, and now I live on the DC line in Tacoma Park. And um, I, I love this area. And I always said I would never come back. I went to school in Alabama, which you know throw that in there too. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go on the West Coast. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to do anything but come back here and. Then when I graduated, I'm like, there's a lot of opportunities here in the D.C. area and a lot of great people and the weather isn't so bad and my family's here. So as I got older and thought about what's important to me and where I want to be, I came back to this area. That's awesome. 
So thinking about the cooperative, uh, what is it that you find the, the women that you're working with and connecting, uh, how, what's their response been like, right? Like what, 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 is, what is the experience that, that they're having that has surprised you maybe that you didn't expect? The women that have joined, they're pulling other people in, which I would have hoped would happen, but I was shocked at the level that it's happening. People will join and say, oh, I'm going to tell all my friends, and then they'll bring their friends to our next event, um, our member event. So we kind of have a preview time during our member event. So let's say the first two hours is strictly members, the last two hours is drop-ins, as we call them. And it's been really exciting that they're so supportive in this community that they're trying to build and they're taking ownership of the cooperative as well. And that's exactly what I wanted, the ownership piece. And that's why I named it a cooperative because everybody's giving something, but they're also getting something back. Why just women? I focused on women because of the workplace dynamics and sometimes women can be left behind. I wanted somewhere where we can talk openly about biases and how to get ahead and how to not always go in those women type roles so things I've um, when I was in grad school I read this article about um, the power of who gets hurt and why and how sometimes the more dominant and it doesn't always have to be a man more dominant figures in a room in a meeting take advantage of ideas that you may have had or they don't listen and then somebody says an idea that is authentic to their own but you had said that but nobody was listening so did a lot of research and readings on that and I that really played into how I wanted to shape this organization Hmm. that's really interesting I wonder whether or not there are these kind of organizations for men right because I like I wonder about that that uh, kind of collaborative uh, environment because I do hear more about women who kind of put these kind of things together mm-hmm. and and are seeking each other out in this way which is uh, really awesome and really beautiful mm-hmm. and and super can be super supportive and helpful but you don't usually hear about uh, men doing that and I, I'm sort of curious as to why that might be and I'm sitting here staring at Tyrone as if you you have the answer for all men I don't mean to put you on the spot but um, <laughs> do you hear about that and are, do you find with your male friends that they are finding ways to connect and 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 share or in a way that may not be this kind of traditional yeah that's 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 great that's a great question actually me personally I I don't see a lot of men uh, us as men in general have these um, co-op or cooperative where we can engage in you know, figure out what things and how we can improve and, you know, get better as, you know, as men. I guess, you know, in certain facets, maybe we'll come together like in like certain conferences, catch up and that type of thing. But we kind of just have our own inner little circle, so to speak, um, from what I from what I see and from what I experience. It's one of those things that you that we definitely should think about, because, like I said, with all of us helping out each other, you know, it makes our life easier for for each other. So I mean, I definitely applaud you know women for for doing this such thing like you said for being able to do this, be able to come together and, and engage. But for the men, we, we we really should think about that. Like we should. I I think you have a new project to do. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that I should think about. Like, because it's like it's like a no brainer. What's like, what's next on the horizon? We have our monthly workshops, um, so we always are doing different topics, things that are important to us um, and to the community. What's your next topic? Next topic is self-care and self-love. Mm. So wanted to highlight that. You hear a lot about self-care and it's buzzy and the hashtag, but 
What I, does that actually mean? Exactly. What does it mean? And it doesn't mean spending all your money on a Sunday because in the name of self-care, which I'm, I'm seeing well, a lot of Well, you know, the other thing I don't like about self-care is often I, I feel like everybody uses that term and then wants you to buy creams and yes. lotions. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of manipulative uh, and just like, media. Oh my gosh, do I have to buy another lotion to just have self-care? So yeah. self-care, buy lotion. Buying low, well, it, it depends. It's the way it's targeted. Exactly, it's, it's people very are much. jumping on this self care train. And yeah. So I wanted to. I teamed up with Leah Berry. Um, she is a certified career and life coach, and she's going to talk about those themes of, of what is actually essential for self care yeah. and and what is kind of the media portraying and kind of getting you to buy into yeah. quite literally um, with this self care movement. Yeah, because I just from my standpoint, a little bit of self care. I mean, those things, like, buying certain things, that could be self-care, but when I initially think of self-care, it's, like, more so, like, are you, like, like are you healthy? Exactly. Do you, do you live, like, a balanced lifestyle? Mm-hmm. You know Checking what I mean? Checking in with yourself. Yeah, like, are you, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally stable? Exactly. Aside from the materialistic things that you buy. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about boredom lately. Yeah. Be- cultivating boredom, and I was thinking about the relationship from between boredom and self-care because this idea of, and I like the word boredom better than the word peace or balance or this kind of thing because mm-hmm. there's something really um, direct and deliberate about the word boredom where you just have to sit in, in maybe not filling the space and it's not that you're sitting necessarily in peace because you can be aware of the fact that you're bored but there's something that happens in boredom where you're you're or at least for me that my creativity kind of really is really kind of on fire when I'm when I'm a little bored and I don't fill my empty space with all sorts of other things yeah. you know and trying to figure out how to cultivate a little bit of that boredom you know is something I've been thinking about as a relationship to my own self-care so yeah. I'll be interested to to have you come back and talk a little bit about um, what you learned from absolutely yeah that's great not it is I think everyone should know about what self-care actually really is. Yes. Okay, so so I, I'm going to work on boredom. You're going to go develop a men's cooperative. Yes. You know, and well, you're already working on all sorts of stuff, so we're not going to add she another can help. She can help I us. I can help That's you. That's true. We can you do can, a you, mixer. That would be meet awesome. Your members. You can meet our members, and then we can collaborate even further. I uh, love it. No, that would be dope. All right, we got, all got a plan. Part two. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Imani, a tattoo artist and illustrator, founder of DC Kawaii Style and proprietor of Little Ink Play Shop. I want you to know that you should know Nakia Red of Nakia Red Photography. Check her out on Instagram if you need some dope portraits. She can actually teach you how to do iPhone photography to the gods. Her Instagram is Nakia, N-I-K-K-I-A, underscore red, R-E-D-D, underscore photography, like taking pictures. Holler at her. We want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. If you like our show and want to learn more, check out tool2creates.com. And oh yeah, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast. You guys be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of People That You Don't Know That You Should Know. I'm Tyler Westbrook, signing out.